Shalom to all. Today's office is Yvonne Mustafa Lamedches. We are starting the seventh line, the first word on the line. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars, Miriam, Sarah, Basar, Yaakov, Maisha, Her Nishama, Shadavan, Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Rabbi Yechmiel, Mardachai, Ben Rabchaim, His Nishama, Shadavan, Aliyah. Now we've already discussed four scenarios of the Suffolk and his rights to the Yerusha of his father's family. Who's the Suffolk? Reuven and Shimon were brothers. Reuven died, and Shimon was Miabim, his wife, without waiting three months. A baby was born after seven months. This baby is a Suffolk if it's Reuven's child or Shimon's child. So now we're going to be adding in another person to the equation. That's the grandfather whom we're going to call Yaakov. He's Reuven and Shimon's father, the Suffolk's grandfather. The Gemara tells us, The Suffolk and the Yavim, which is Shimon, they're coming to divide the Saba, Yaakov's property. Suffolk Amr, the Suffolk says, Hi, Gavra Bar This person, referring to himself, is the son of the deceased brother. I'm the son of Reuven, and half of the Yerusha is mine. Yavim Amr, the Yavim says, You're my son. You don't get anything. Have a Yavim Vada, the Suffolk, Suffolk. The Yavim's a Vada Yarish, and the Suffolk is only a Suffolk Yarish. And Suffolk might be the Vada, and the Suffolk can't take from the Vadai. Another scenario, The Suffolk and the sons of the Yavam, meaning Shimon's children, they're coming to divide their grandfather's property. Suffolk Amr, the Suffolk says, This fellow is the son of the deceased, meaning my father is Ruvain, and half of it's mine. And the Bnei Yavam say, You are our brother, and you get a portion with us. Over here, the Suffolk's claiming that he deserves half of the Yerusha, and they deserve the other half, which means they would have to split it, and each one would get a quarter, whereas they claim that the Suffolk is their brother, and the Yerusha would be split three ways, everyone getting a third. So what's the Pesach over here? Paga the Kamadi Luhu, the half that he's agreeing to them, that they deserve, Shakli, they take that half and divide it in two. Tulsa the Kamadi Lei Shakal, the third that they agree to him that he deserves, so he takes that third. Pashlu Danka, so now there's a sixth left, Hava Mamun Motobo Suffolk V'chalkin, that's money that right now is in the state of a Suffolk, we don't know who it belongs to, so we split it 50-50. Just to clarify, according to the Suffolk's claim, they deserve half, so they get half. According to their claim, the Suffolk gets a third, so he gets a third. The remaining amount, which is a sixth, is split with each side taking half. And our last two scenarios, Saba v'yavam b'nechzei Suffolk, the Saba and the Yavam are coming to argue about the Nechassim of the Suffolk. Here the Suffolk died without children. His grandfather claims that the Suffolk was Ruvain's son, which means that the entire Yerusha would go to the grandfather. The Yavam claims that the Suffolk was his son and that the grandfather gets nothing. Oy, or the scenario is that Saba the Suffolk b'nechzei Yavam, the Saba and the Suffolk are arguing about the Nechassim of the Yavam. Have a moment of multiple Suffolk v'chalken. This is the case where the money is in a state of a Suffolk and therefore they're going to split it 50-50. Now this next mission is taken straight out of Masechus Ksubis and Rashi along with other Mepharshim are more extensive over there, so we're going to be explaining the Mishnah with their Pshatim as well. We have to understand something though before we start this Mishnah. Earlier in the Masechta, meaning in Masechus Ksubis, there's Machlekes Beisham Beis Hill if an Arusa is allowed to sell property that she obtains after Arusin but before Nisuin. Beisham allows it and Beis Hill does not allow it Lechatchila but Bidiyavid the sale is valid. This Mishnah discusses the status of a Yavama and her rights to sell property that becomes hers as a Shemer's Yavam. So Mishnah tells us, Shemer's Yavam Shnafullah Nechasim, a Shemer's Yavam that property fell to her. She either yarshened it from someone in her family or she found it or someone gave it to her as a gift. Both agree that she's allowed to sell it, she's allowed to give it away, and meaning it's established, that's a valid sale or a valid gift. However, Mesa, let's say she died. What's done with her ksuba and the nechasim, the property that go in and come out with her? So let's just try to understand what the mission just asked. Firstly, the ksuba over here is referring to what she's entitled to receive if her husband dies or divorces her, a regular ksuba. The nechasim and nechasim is the property that she brings into the marriage, which the husband is allowed to benefit from, but she takes with her when the marriage is over. These are otherwise known as nechse malug. So this question being asked by the Mishnah is in essence very similar to yesh zika or ein zika. And the basis of the question is, before Yibam takes place, do we consider the Yavama as being married to the Avam in as much as he would inherit her if she dies? So Beishamah and Beishamah says, Yechleku Yershabalam Yershaav. The Yershim of the husband will split it with the Yershim of the father. What are the Yershim of the husband and the Yershim of the father? So Yershabal refers to the Yavam himself or anyone that would Yarshin him. Yershaav, her father's Yershim, is just another way 
way of saying her Yarshim, those from her side of the family that would Yarshin her. Beishamah holds that these Nechasim are in a state of Suffolk, and therefore there's a split 50-50. Whereas Beishel, and Beishel says, Nechasim b'chazkason, the Nechasim are in their Chazaka. Ksuba b'chazkas Yarshabal, the Ksuba is in the Chazaka, the Yarshim of the husband, meaning the Yavam side. Nechasim b'chazkason, Yotzim ima, minechsei melog b'chazkas Yarshab, are in the Chazaka of the Yarshim of the father, meaning her side. Now, next level in the Mishnah, Kansal, let's say he married her. Let's say the Yavam and the got married. She's considered like his wife for everything. As long as her ksuba comes from the nechasim of her first husband, and we're going to discuss that in the Gemara. The Gemara begins with asking a question on Beishamai. Why is it that Beishamai doesn't argue in the Reisha, but he argues in the Seifa? Meaning Beishil is consistent. When she Yarshin's property as a Shemeris Yavam, it belongs to her completely. As we said in the beginning of the Mishnah, she's allowed to sell it, she's allowed to give it away. And when she dies, Beishil holds that that property goes to her side of the family, because that's where it came from. Whereas Beishamai is inconsistent. When she Yarshin's property as a Shemeris Yavam, he agrees that it's completely hers, she's allowed to sell it, she's allowed to give it away. But when she dies, all of a sudden it becomes a suffix. That's inconsistent. Why is Beishamai saying the ratio it's hers 100%, but in the Seifa, it's all of a sudden a suffix? And this question is going to have four different answers to it. We're only going to have two of those answers today, though. Amar Ula, he gives us the first answer. Reisha denuflek shi arusa, v'seifa denuflek shi nesua. The Reisha is talking about a case where she fell to the Yavam as an arusa. Ruven was only ma'ares her, and then Ruven died. So she's falling to the Yavam as an arusa. The Seifa is talking about that she's falling as an asua. She was 100% married to Ruven, then Ruven died, she's falling as an Asua. And we explain that because of her Ula, Ula holds Zikas Arusa Isa Suffolk Arusa. Her Zika to the Yavam, when she falls from Arison, makes her into a Suffolk Arusa. And Lamachas on Bezantab, Zikas Nesua Isa Suffolk Nesua. Her Zika to the Yavam, when she falls from Nesuin, makes her into a Suffolk Nesua. And we're going to continue explaining this in a minute, but just to understand basically, since Beishama and Ksubas holds that an Arusa is allowed to sell property that becomes hers after Arison, a Shemaris Yavam from Arison, who is on a lower level than a regular Arusa, is definitely allowed to sell this property. That's why in the Reisha, Beishamai says that it's 100% her property. Now we speak that out. Zika's Arusa, Isa Suffolk Arusa, her Zika to the Yavam, when she falls from Erosin, turns her into a Suffolk Arusa. If you want to say that she's still considered a Vade Arusa, would it make sense for Beishil to agree to Beishamai that she's allowed to sell this property or give it away? But tonight we have a mission If once she became an Arusa, property fell to her, Beishamai says that she's allowed to sell it. Beishil says she's not allowed to sell it. Both of them agree that if she did sell it, that it's a valid sale. So, from the fact that Beis Hill agrees to Beishamai in the Reisha of our Mishnah that she is allowed to sell the property that she gets, it must mean that El Arusa that her Zika as an Arusa to the Yavam makes her into a Suffolk Arusa, so she definitely keeps this property. It's 100% hers. She's allowed to sell it or give it away. And now, understanding the safe of the Mishnah according to Ula, Zika's Nesua, Isa Suffolk Nesua, her Zika to the Yavam as an Nesua makes her into only a Suffolk Nesua. If you want to say she's considered 100% Nesua, would it make sense for Beishamai in our mission to say that the Yarsha Abal and Yarsha Av should split it 50-50? But tonight we have a Mishnah. If once she already got married, property fell to her, both Beishamai still agree that if she sold it or gave it away to someone, that the husband's allowed to take it away from the person who bought it or from the person who received it as a gift. And from the fact that Beishamai and the Sefer of our Mishnah said that this property is a Suffolk and therefore Yachlaiku, we learn from there that Zikas Nesua is a Suffolk Nesua, her Zika, when she's falling from Nesua, turns her into a Suffolk Nesua. But now, Armelie Rabba, Rabba asks a question on Ula, and because of his question, he's going to give a different explanation of the seeming stira in Shitas Beishamai. Once you're saying that we're arguing regarding the property itself, and we're talking about after she died, why don't we just have the argument that she's alive and that they're arguing about Peris? The question Rabba's asking is that once Ula established this safe of the Mishnah as discussing a case where she was a Shemer Siyavim from Nisuin, why did the Mishnah have to be constructed in a way that she died in order to bring out the point that these 
Asmar Safek. Why not just say that she's still alive and the Safek is whose property is it, hers or the Yavams? Therefore, El Amarabi gives a different explanation, and this is our second explanation. Both the Reisha and the Sefer are talking that she fell to the Yavam after she was already married. And the Zika that she has to the Yavam makes her into a Safek Nesua. Reisha and the Reisha of the Mishnah, the Ihi Kaima, that she's still alive, Havala Ihi Vadai Vinu Safek. She's a Vadai, and they are a Safek. Vain Safek Matsimide Vadai. A Safek can't be Matsi from a Vadai. If she was actually married and inherited this property, the property would be hers, and her husband would only have Schos to the Paris. Now that she's a Safek Nesua, her husband only has a claim to the Paris Mi Safek, so she's a Vadai, her husband's a Safek, meaning the Yavam's a Safek, and therefore Ain Safek Matsimide Vadai. Whereas Seifa, the Mesa, and the Seifa, the Mishnah, she died, Halalu both of them are coming to Yarsh and her, her side and his side, v'yachleku, and therefore they have to split it. Meaning, now that she died, both her side and his side are a Suffolk. Her status of Suffolk Nesua means that she's either a full-fledged Nesua, in which case the Yavim side Yarshins her, or she's not a Nesua at all, in which case her side Yarshins her. Hence, Beisham is ruling in the Seifa of Yachleku. But now, Esri Abai Abai asks a question on Rabbah, and his question on Rabbah, and the analysis of Abai's Shita is going to go all the way to the bottom of the Amud, and we're only going to learn of Abai's explanation of the Mishnah tomorrow. What's Abai's question on Rabbah? According to Beishama, Suffolk is not Matsim Devadai, but tonight we have a Mishnah. A house fell on him and on his father. Or Olaval Myrishov fell on him and on people that are going to Yarshin him. And this fellow owes either Ksuba to his wife or he owes money to Bali Chaiv. And the issue is that this fellow doesn't have a penny to his name. So Yershav, I remember the Yarshim of the father, are saying, the son died first, and afterwards the father died, and therefore we're going to Yarshin the father, and the Balchaiv doesn't get anything. The Balchayv says, no, the father died first, all of his property then went to his son, and then the son died, and now I get to take that property from the son because he owes me money. says They split it. Everything is in their original Chazaka. And here's Abayah's question. Over here, the Yarshim of the father are a Vadai, and the Balchayv is a Suffolk. We see that the Suffolk is coming and taking from the Vadai because Beishamai Paskin Yachloiku. And the Havamina, why the Balchayv is considered a suffix over here is because even if the father did die first and his property should then go to the Balchayv, we look at the Balchayv's claim to the property as being Mechusser Guvaina. He still needs to go through the process of collecting it through Bezdin and that makes him a Suffolk. So we see from here that Suffolk is Maitzim Devada according to Beishamai. How can Rabbah say that Suffolk is not Maitzim Devada according to Beishamai? So Gemara answers no, that case is something different because Safri Beishamai holds If a person has a Shtar that he's able to collect with, it's as if it's collected ready. And therefore, Al Hatzad that the father died first and that his property would go to his son, the Balchayv is considered as if he had already collected that money from the son because he has a shtar that he's able to collect with, and therefore that puts the Balchayv on a level playing field with the Yarshe Av. And we continue explaining this, Minat Hamer, had we know that shtar Oymid Ligwes is Kagavidami, then now we have a Mishnah, if their husbands died before they drank. This is referring to a Saita. We know that a married woman suspected of being Mizana is called a Saita. She's brought to the base of Mikdash and given the May Saita to drink to determine if in fact she was Mizana. But let's say her husband died before she drank the water. They take their ksuba, they don't have to drink. They either drink or they don't get their ksuba. The Gemara just pauses to ask, How could you suggest that they drink? The Torah says that the husband has to bring his wife and he can't do that because he died. So how can we suggest that they drink if there's no husband here? So Gemara explains, Ella, this is what Beishel meant. Since they can't drink because their husbands aren't alive, they don't get their ksuba. But what do we see from here? Over here it's a suffix. Suffix zanai, suffix lezanai. It's a suffix whether or not she was mezanah. If she was Mizana, she does not get her Ksuba. If she wasn't Mizana, she does get her Ksuba. It seems to me that the Suffolk is being and Beisham is saying that she's allowed to get her Ksuba. What do we say from here? That if a person has a Shtar that they're 
they're able to collect with, it's as if it's already collected, and therefore it's not considered a suffix be mitzvah midei vaday. It's a case of shtar amid ligvas kagavu dami. But now the more just asked on Abai's logic. Why didn't Abai ask from his case of ksuba? Abai had just asked on Rabbi's explanation of Beishamai by trying to prove that according to Beishamai, a suffix is mitzvah from a vaday from the case of nafal Abai's olaval aviv. But we just explained that it's referring to case of shtar and shtar amid ligvas is kagavu dami. Now obviously since Abai asked from that case, it must be that either he didn't know that shtar amid ligvas is kagavu dami or he just doesn't hold that shtar amid ligvas is kagavu dami. So the question the Gemara just asked is why is it that Abai had to ask from a case of nafal Abai's olaval aviv? Why can he have asked from this case of ksuba? So the Gemara answers dom ksuba shashani. Perhaps the ksuba of a woman is different mishum because of chen. Chen means grace or attractiveness. It's possible that certain leniencies were established with the ksuba in order that a woman finds chen in a man's eye to encourage them to marry, and that's why the case of ksuba by soita is different, and that's why he didn't want to ask from there. The Gemara asks, fine. So v'loisve ksuba demasis. And why don't we ask from the case of ksuba of our mishnah? We see clearly in the sefer of our mishnah that beishamai paskins that it's yachloiku even in the case of ksuba. So the Gemara says loy pligi beishamai doesn't argue in the case of ksuba in the sefer of our mishnah. The Gemara asks v'loy beishamai doesn't argue in the case of ksuba in our mishnah. Vakhtani the mishnah says beferosh meisa if she died mayasa biksuba so v'nechasim and chnasim yetsim ima what's done with her ksuba and her nechsim elug beishamai ayim yachloiku yarsha b'ham yarsha av beishamai says that the yarshim of the father and of the husband are going to split it ubesel ayim nechasim chaskason. So we clearly see the beishamai argues even in the case of ksuba. So the Gemara says no hachikamer this is really what the mishnah is saying meisa if she dies mayasa biksuba so what's done with her ksuba v'shavka and the tana of the mishnah leaves that question to the side and doesn't answer that question and then the tana asks another question nechasim and chnasim yotzim ima what do we do with nechasim and chnasim yotzim ima her nechsim melug beishamai ayim yachloiku yarshabalim yarshav beishamai says the yarshabalim yarshav split it ubeshel ayim nechasim chaskason and beishel says that so we see that we can read the mishnah that even according to beishamai there is no machlekas about the ksuba and Amar Vashi says masis and nami deka our mishnah is even medayik like that the tani the mishnah says yachloiku yarshabalim yarshav but v'loikatani does not say yarshav im yarshabal shmami know we see from there that by saying that the yarshabal split with the yarshav it must be that we're only talking about her nechsim melug which are more the Yarshavs and the Yarshavals, and we're not talking about the Ksuba. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up tomorrow with a biased explanation of the seeming stira in Shitas Beishamai. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.